Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your host, work-life fit expert, Deb Crow. Join Deb every week as she interviews the co-authors from all over the globe. They'll share their insights into self-empowerment with their personal stories and real-life experiences that will help your own personal development and touch every area of your life. Join Deb every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, good evening and welcome to the Change Book Radio Show. This is your host, Deb Crow, coming to you from Chile, Canada on the 6th of December, 2017. It's with great pleasure tonight that I make a big announcement in that we are unveiling and rolling out a sponsorship program tonight for our wonderful show, the Change Book Radio Show. And we actually have a sponsor collectively who has asked to have the whole month of December 2017, and that is Diane Coran from The Marketing Deal. So we are just really, really pleased to present this fine sponsor supporting our show today. And just imagine having fun choosing from hundreds of marketing techniques for growth instantly. Ten, with a unique system to deal yourself a big idea and play your way to marketing momentum. It's called the Marketing Deck, and it's created by Diane Coran. She's a creative, creative marketing whiz who has developed this biz book trilogy on Amazon, and it's a custom deck of cards and a play-by playbook. Diane's company is The Marketing Deal, and she helps clients wow their message and brand for high-performance communication. Diane's website is www.themarketingdeal.com. So thank you, Diane, for just embracing the show and being our December 2017 sponsor. So without further ado, I'm very excited to be interviewing Trisha Sebastian. She is book 14, and she's calling in tonight from Malaysia. So here I am in Canada, and on the other side of the world, we'll be chatting with her shortly. So let me tell you a little bit about Sharissa. She is a career success coach for ambitious women. She's a speaker, an author, and a contributor to Forbes and the Huffington Post. She is a member of the Forbes Coaches Council, a radio show host, and she's also co-owner of Stop, Smile, and Breathe, Women's Retreats. Her passion is helping women get unstuck in their careers, have jobs that they love, and that compensates them so well that they wake up excited and energized every day. So, Sharissa, welcome to the Changebook Radio Show. Thanks, Deb. I'm so excited to be here. Well, and how unique that you're in Malaysia and I'm in Canada. It just it goes to show 
the, the length that we can do with technology and crossing time zones and just making things happen. So I'm really excited to interview you for the next 30 minutes. So let me start off by saying, first of all, welcome to the Change Book series. I was in book five and book 12, and I know you're in one of our latest books, book 14, because I know Jim and Jim are almost finishing book 15, so you're, you're fairly recent in our community. Share with the listeners what attracted you to talk with Jim and Jim and make the final decision to write your chapter called Mindset Makeover and join the community. Absolutely. So from the first time that I spoke to both of them, I I remember we had a a conference call and they explained the mission behind, you know, the, the book and why they're so passionate about it and the incredible impact that it's already had in the world and the fact that this is open to, um, to authors who want to share their message, share their story, and just make a difference and have an impact. And that immediately just spoke to me, and I thought, you know, how can I, how can I be part of this? How can I, um, you know, collaborate in, in a way that's going to really um, help out? And so, yeah, the book was just uh, a great opportunity to do that. And, and I find that's the collective answer among all of the co-authors because I, I have the honor and privilege of interviewing all of the co-authors on the show every week. And we just had our second year anniversary in November. So how have you used the change book to leverage or perhaps grow your own business as an international coach? Oh, that's a great question. So the chapter in the change book has been its very close to my heart. It's been kind of this message that's been brewing inside of me for a few years now. And it's just been kind of sitting there because I was thinking about, you know, do I expand that and do I create, um, you know, my own book and self-publish and, you know, all these questions that go on around that. But when the change book opportunity came to me, I thought, you know, what better way to stop, you know, procrastinating (laughs) and just take what I have and share it out um, that way, not only to be able to get the message out, but also to be able to uh, leverage the incredible impact that the change book um, you know, has created around the world and the, the audience and all of that. So connecting with um, fellow authors and just being able to know that there's, you know, there's a book with that particular chapter that's hopefully going to serve someone, even just one person, you know, in, in an impactful way um, just means the world to me. So it really has helped on so many different uh, levels. Um, but being part of this community has just been amazing. Well, I couldn't agree with you more and, I love that you have kind of coined yourself as a career success coach for ambitious women. So when you were branding yourself as a coach, what led you to those specific words, especially the descriptive words for coach and why ambitious women? Well, that came, that was definitely a process, an ever-evolving process, <laughs> um, you know, as far as navigating through uh, my business and who I serve best and that kind of thing. So what I've noticed in my experience and the reason I came to that particular name or title is that I've noticed that with coaching all of these um, amazing women over the years, there's certain qualities that these women had in common. And we just clicked and I was able to really serve them, you know, kind of at my highest level. And I really enjoyed um, coaching them. And, and they're also women that get incredible results. And these were specifically 
um, very ambitious, uh, heart-centered women as well. So ambitious, heart-centered women. And that's really the community that I, um, that I serve. And so that's how I came up with the term um, career success coach for um, ambitious women. And of course, you know, everyone wants to be um, successful and everyone defines that in a different way. So that's just for me, uh, signifies just wanting to get to the next level, whatever that next level is for my clients. Now, I see that you are a regular contributor to both Forbes and the Huffington Post, and I know that this has come up previously on other interviews that people have asked co-authors. So could you tell us how those opportunities came about, or was that something that you submitted an editorial within your specialty as a career Mm -hmm. success coach, or how did that come about for you? Sure. So the Huffington Post actually um, came first. And what ended up happening is my journey to writing started on LinkedIn. So I, in the past, I'd never considered myself um, a writer in any sense of the word. I came from a tech background. I spent you know, over 13 years of my career in technology before I transitioned over to my own business. And even in technology, I was not a writer by, you know, by any means. And so when I started my business, um, one of the things that and as I was trying to figure things out and determine how do I get my message out there, um, LinkedIn, of course, had a big, um, you know, my biggest audience as far as career women. And I thought, okay, so I need to figure out a way to get the message across so that people know what I'm all about and can hopefully get value from what I'm providing even before they pick up the call, uh, the phone to, you know, to have a call with me. And so the way to do that, at least in my mind at the time, was to write. So I started writing articles on LinkedIn and more and more people started to, um, to follow me and to connect with me and to engage with, you know, with my articles on LinkedIn. Um, and then the next question became, okay, so how can I take this even a step further? Um, because if people are really resonating with this, then I really wanted to be able to you know, expand that, expand my, my reach and hopefully you know, help and serve more people. And so um, this idea around the Huffington Post uh, came about. And I think it was someone that I, that I knew on social media um, they shared their article on Huffington Post, and I thought, oh, wow, let me just look into this and see how I can uh, potentially write for the Huffington Post. So I submitted an article um, for, uh, you know, for consideration to the Huffington Post, and I was very surprised within, it was less than 24 hours. It was actually on a, I remember this so clearly. Um, it was on a Sunday evening, so I submitted it on a Sunday morning. On Sunday evening, I received an email from um, Ariana Huffington saying that she would love to, you know, um, to publish my article and have me uh, continue to write. For, um, for the Huffington Post. So when that opportunity uh, came about, I had never written for any kind of publication um, like that at all. And so that was amazing. And then that actually helped me to um, get the false opportunity because once I had been published in the Huffington Post, um, I then had to, um, you know, with, so the Forbes uh, Coaches Council, they is, it's an invitation-only application process. And so uh, when I was invited to apply, I could then, you know, leverage the, uh, my articles in the Huffington Post to show them proof that, you know, that I have been published in the past and to give them an idea of my writing. And so that's kind of how it happened. So it started off with, the, with LinkedIn and then the Huffington Post and then Forbes. Well, that is a wonderful story and certainly true success to who you are as an entrepreneur and what you're also offering for other ambitious women out there. And I agree with you. I think LinkedIn is a powerful platform that people do not utilize to the fullest. So what a wonderful story. Can you let us know um, 
what are you doing in Malaysia right now? What has, uh, what has brought you there and kind of how are you finishing out 2017? Sure. So this is a little bit of an exciting story. Um, as you know, business and growing a business and being an entrepreneur, not an easy journey, <laughs> right? It, it takes a while sometimes to get things off the ground. And that's been the case for me. I'm no, no exception when it comes to building my own business. I've never had a background in, um, you know, entrepreneurial, nothing like that. I had no idea um, what it took to grow a business. So when I left my corporate uh, job, I think it was over four years ago now, um, I really had to pretty much just start from scratch and, and learn and, and grow. But one of the things that was so powerful to me at the time was coaching. Um, I actually only discovered coaching less than a year before I quit my job and became a coach. But through the co- coaching journey, one of the things that my coaches have encouraged me to do was, of course, you know, have this vision, have uh, create um, this idea of what I want my life to look like. And one of the things I said very early on, not having any clue about how this would play out or if it was even possible for me, I always said that if I'm going to start this business, in addition to having the impact that I want to have and, and making, um, you know, making a difference in the lives of you know, as many people as I can, I also want to create a freedom-based lifestyle, meaning I want to be able to, um, to travel all over the world and be able to run my business um, in the world any way I choose. And at the time, well, I'm a single mom, so at the time, my daughter was in elementary school, so that doesn't even seem possible. It just seemed like this out there, you know, in theory, yeah, that sounds great. Um, fast forward, though, to where I am now, um, because I was so fixed on, and it's actually, this, I talk about this in the, uh, in the chapter in the book about my mindset and how that has helped me form and create this life that I have now, because I've actually made that into a reality as of two months ago. Um, so we started off on our journey two months ago, my daughter and I um, just pretty much sat down and said, okay, where do we want to call home for at least six weeks, six weeks to three months at a time? And our first destination was Malta. And so, yeah, we were in Malta, then we went back to Dallas for Thanksgiving for a little while, and now we're calling Malaysia home for the next three months. And so we've created essentially this lifestyle. She does online school, which I didn't even know existed when I started my business, (laughs) but everything has lined up. And so much of what I talk about in the chapter is what I have done to pretty much create this. Now, of course, you know, I've got a long way to go with the business, and there's a lot of things that, you know, still need to happen, a lot of goals I still have, but at the same time, um, the business and what I've been able to do over the last few years has allowed me to have this kind of lifestyle that I've always dreamt about and never, never knew was even possible. What a wonderful success story. And what I love the most about your response is just the role model that you're giving your daughter and just showing her that you can be limitless and there's no geographical boundaries and just all the exposure she'll get to different cultures and ethnicities and just seeing her mom living her dream. So what, what, a, what a beautiful example you are as a mom and an entrepreneur. I hope you feel proud of yourself. Oh, thank you so much. It hasn't been an easy journey, and she just hit her teenage years. So not always easy, but at the same time, I'm, I'm sure, you know, later on she'll probably see a lot more benefit to this. <laughs> Because it's not always easy to kind of say, hey, you know, we're not going to be calling this place our home anymore. <laughs> we're going to be traveling. Not easy for a 12-year-old to hear that. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's been an incredible journey for sure. Well, and I think as a mom, I ha- I'm a mom to two girls. And <clears throat> I know that we have a lot of moms listening to the show and professional women, whether they be self-employed or in a corporate job. And I know that you have quite a, an eclectic 
group of women that you've coached, because I, I was on your website uh, reviewing things after I read your chapter, and you have some high-end <laughs> women who are ambitious and, and in some fairly senior roles. And I almost feel now, because um, I'm, I'm in my 50s, and I almost feel as a mom that we're just so honest and so giving. And I think the best mothering that we can do is just showing our kids our true authenticity and that, like you said, entrepreneurship is hard and to kind Mm of, you know, carve your branding in the sand, if you will, or in stone some days, it's, it's, it's a difficult path, but I think it takes a certain level of grit and just trueness to ourselves. And I mean, the foundation is always knowing our why and the clarity of who we are and who we want to be. And I think the change group, the change book series, the group of people, I, I feel that we are a large group of people at 300 now in 26 countries. And I really feel that we are transforming and we are shifting a paradigm and we are cha- change makers. So I think it's just a lovely mm-hmm. gift that you're giving to your daughter. And it'll be interesting to see what she chooses in her vocation and career when she gets a bit older and finishes school. So you'll have to update me on that. Oh, absolutely. She's had her mindset on being uh, an architect for a few years now, actually. And so she's had the opportunity while we were in Malta, we traveled to Italy. So she, you know, we toured around Rome and and that kind of thing. And she was able to actually see a lot of the beautiful architecture, um, you know, in, in person, which was just such a blessing, such an amazing opportunity. But I will keep you posted on where she decides to take her career. <laughs> well, it's very exciting. So being a success coach, I know that you work on goals as one of the foundations to helping your clients. So how do you go about sitting down for yourself and taking that time and having that work-life balance to set out what you want to see come to fruition for you and your daughter and your business in 2018? Oh, that's a great question. I think one of the most valuable lessons that I've learned in building this business, because I, you know, I happen to be a very ambitious person uh, as well, which is probably why I attract the type of clients that I do. But with that comes this ability, not ability, but rather this, um, you know, this drive, and I can sometimes just get so entrenched in the work and the doing part of it that I don't take enough time for for me and just creating space and just being. And I find that, to answer your question, I find that when I'm more in that being space and being just open to the possibilities and open to things that I, you know, I may not know all the, I may not know how I'm going to create these things or whatever it is, but just asking the right questions, you know, as a coach, of course, I'm asking the right questions and saying, okay, so here's, I I want to have this level of impact and I'm open to how this is going to manifest itself. And I'm also open to being guided to what I need to do um, into next year and, and beyond that, like having this, you know, this big vision. So in the past, I was very, I've always been a planner. So, you know, writing everything down, getting everything on paper and just kind of marching to that. But what I've learned to do um, just recently rather than being so much in my logical brain to really allow myself to be open to the possibilities while still creating the, the goals and the plans, but keeping a, a very, you know, a very, um, still keeping my eye on 
the bigger vision and the, you know, the bigger purpose. So even though I still see a lot of value in actually sitting down at the end of the year and writing out specific goals, I'm also very open to what's going to happen in 2018 to get me to that much bigger vision that I have. So I don't know if that answers your question, but that's how I'm approaching goal setting going into 2018. Well, I actually feel a bit relieved um, to hear your answer because that's the approach that I take. I don't feel Mm -hmm. that we have to have everything figured out. Um, I'm very much synergistic with, with what you just said. I know what my goals are. And I may not know 100% how they're going to come to fruition, but I'm one of those people. I'm a huge proponent in morning routines, and I would just like to segue to talk to you about that for a minute. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very consistent on my morning routine. I I write in my gratitude journal. I go to the gym, and nothing wavers for me from that morning routine because it just allows me to have that self-care time. I clear my mind, you know, I give back to my body. And then I just feel that I have this consistent energy for the whole day. I feel my cognitive agility is strong, but I'm just able to handle whatever that day may bring to me. So I wanted to ask you, as a leadership coach for women, if you would be kind enough to share with us what your morning routine is. And it doesn't have to be in the morning, but I'm just a morning person, so I just assume the rest of the world is. So share with us kind of some of your key strategies that you do to remain consistent so you can be on the top of your game for the people that you coach. Absolutely. So there's a couple of different things. And actually, it's more of a daily routine than it is a you know, morning routine. I'm typically not a morning person. <laughs> I tend to be more of a night owl. Uh, but my routine goes something like this. And I try to keep it uh, super simple. In fact, I've, I did have one point where I had a two hour long morning routine. Um, and while that did, it, it was very helpful for me, but I just found that breaking that down a little bit um, was, you know, served me even better. So my morning routine is probably uh, similar to yours from what you described, uh, Deb, and I love how consistent you are. That is incredible. Um, but, yeah, so my morning routine starts with uh, meditation and, and prayer and gratitude, really. I mean, one of the first things I do when I open my eyes is um, just, you know, thank God that I have another day to make an impact. And then my, my prayer as I start my day, first thing in the morning is um, just use me, use me to be able to, you know, to help and to serve um, people and to open my eyes to the opportunities in front of me today um, so that I can have a, a bigger impact. Um, and then I go into my, you know, prayer and meditation. And right now that's between um, 10 and 15 minutes. Sometimes it, it goes longer. Sometimes it's a half hour and a bit longer than that. Um, and then typically, uh, and this is the part that I'm working on right now, especially with the, the travel. Like we just got to Malaysia a few days ago, so I'm a little bit off my uh, exercise routine. But typically that's what would follow, either a, a walk or yoga or, you know, something like that in the morning for at least an hour. And then I go into, um, into you know, my, my day and kind of getting an overview of, okay, what, what is it that I um, that I'm focused on for today, what's my absolutely must-get-done items for the day, um, so I can kind of tackle those first. Um, but then also when it comes to going through my day and being prepared for my sessions, one of the things um, that I do is I have a little bit, I guess it's a little mini routine before I go into my sessions, and that basically um, just boils down to a, a quick centering exercise. So before every session, I'd like to take about five minutes, sometimes not uh, as much, depending on how much time I have between sessions, 
um, just to do, you know, some deep breathing and to really just be open to whatever uh, comes and to trust that in those sessions that I'm going to, um, so, so basically setting an intention and also trusting that I'm going to be able to serve those ladies um, at the highest level and really move out of my logical brain <laughs> and more into just being of service, uh, you know, practicing that active listening and just being present in the moment and trusting that whatever it is um, that needs to happen in that coaching session is going to happen. Um, and so that's kind of part of that routine as I go through the day and go through my coaching. And that, that's the same whether I have coaching sessions or meetings or, you know, whatever it is I have going on in the day. Um, I, I try to be as intentional as possible going into every, you know, interaction or whatever it is. And then at the end of the day, I have a gratitude um, routine. So before going to bed, and this is actually kind of a twofold gratitude routine that I have. Um, one is I write down all of the things that I accomplished in the day. It can even be, you know, really small things too. Like if um, I open the door or how the door open for someone or if, you know, whatever it is that I feel really made me feel good and things that I was able to, to do. Because I, I noticed that when I do that, I typically will completely underestimate because, you know, we're so used to focusing on the things we still have to get done that we often don't take the time to sit down and say, wow, you know what, I actually did did do um, some pretty significant things today. And so I like to take that time to reflect on that and to say, okay, here's all the things that I was able to get done today. And most times it's a lot longer. That list is a lot longer than I think. And then I move into that gratitude list of, okay, so what is it that I'm really grateful um, about today? And I list at least five, you know, at least five things that I, that I'm truly grateful for, um, in that day. And, um, yeah, that just puts me into a really peaceful, restful state. And then I do a few minutes of uh, meditation before, before dozing off uh, to sleep and, and try my best to have a lot of time <laughs> between, uh, switching off my phone and actually starting this routine. Ideally, you know, I don't like to just put my phone down and then quickly go into that routine and five minutes later um, go to sleep. I try to have as much time as possible so I can completely detach from work before I go into my uh, nighttime routine, which really isn't very long. Um, it doesn't take more than about 10 minutes, um, 10, 15 minutes. So, yeah, those are, that's my daily uh, routine. Well, and that's powerful. And, and, and we laugh because I'm a morning person, you're a night person, but the key is the consistency and the repetitive routine that you've got yourself into. And I love that. And my, my passion in life is work-life balance. So I'm going to give you a thumbs up on that because I love that you do the grounding before your clients, because I was coaching for many, many years and I moved my coaching business online uh, for the last two years. And I've just finished up with my last group in the fall and I haven't launched another group because I'm just deciding if that's where I want to move ahead or if I want to get back out speaking and consulting like I used to. And I just think as long as we ebb and flow and we stay conscious to our schedule, I think people look for this perfection. And I'm sure that you see this, especially with high level leadership type women that you are coaching we have to let mm-hmm. go of that perfection and just really strive for that daily consistency progression. Do you find that to be a repetitive trait that you see in really active, high-level women that approach you for coaching? 
Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. And, you know, I'm as a recovering perfectionist myself and very highly driven person, um, it's, right now it's, you know, it's very easy for me to identify that in, um, in someone and uh, kind of help them to, to move through that as I had to learn uh, to, you know, to let go a little bit and to also realize that so much more, just because our to-do list is not completely checked off, doesn't mean that progress is not being made, whether that's behind the scenes or whether that's something that we can so yeah that's absolutely something that um you know that i help my executive clients uh, with as well to really shift that focus into it's almost a, a more uh, holistic view and i know you definitely understand this uh Deb, you know working with people on work-life um, balance to kind of take a step back from the everyday um you know grind and and all of these hundreds of things that uh, these women have on their plates on a daily basis but to really focus on those things that are truly important even outside of their career and um, you know, make sure that they're taking care of themselves. And um, it, it, and a lot of times it, it does take a shift in perspective um, to be able to get there through that coaching process. Well, and I, I find that technology has made people dependent and impatient. Yeah. And I wanted to know if you have seen some trends with the coaching as you've built your coaching practice. And sometimes... I mean, it can be very helpful, but it also can be very hindering. And I know when I do my work-life balance assessment and then I have my clients track their time, it really evokes a lot of emotion because I'm able to show them where they're not spending time. And it's really quite an interesting outcome because a lot of women are in tears and they'll look at me and they'll say, but that's where I want to be spending the time. And it's almost like you get to a deep level when you're coaching and finding those subconscious fears and emotions and barriers. How do you deal with the technology if you see it's a challenge right, up, right when you start your assessment with your coaching practice and your clients? So one of the, the tools that I recommend to my clients if I feel like that is a concern, or sometimes they'll bring it up to me and say that they have real you know difficulty disconnecting or uh, not being available all the time because they feel this incredible um, pull to be available and to you know to be able to help no matter what and so one of the things one of the very practical uh, tools that we use if they feel like they you know they have a lot of cell phone time and they spend a lot of time with technology um, there's actually a tool and I believe it's called an app it's called uh, moment that will record the amount of time that you are online on your phone and I've used this personally, and this is something that I, um, you know, that I encourage my, my clients to just, even if it's just for a few days or a week or whatever it is, if that is a concern for them, to track that so they can actually physically see um, how many hours in the day they spend on their phone. And if they're telling me that they have you know, issues with uh, maybe work-life balance or time management or any of those things or productivity, then it gives them a very tangible way to look at that and say, you know, wow, okay, this is where this huge chunk of my time is um, is going and then we can we can start to kind of work through that and then also the other thing that comes along with this I find most times is boundaries it's uh, sometimes very challenging for these women to set boundaries um, when it comes to their time their space you know different things like that so that's definitely something that we work on as well I am a huge proponent of management and stress resilience within my coaching practice and I I definitely think it's one of the the difficult elements that people struggle with. So tell us what are 
your and will you be staying in the Christmas holiday? I'm sorry, Deb, can you repeat that one more time? You broke up a little bit. Sure. Can you let us know what your aspirations and dreams are for 2018? And are you staying in Malaysia for Christmas? Oh, sure. So for 2018, I'm actually, um, as my business has evolved, I am kind of narrowing down um, what I'm doing going into 2018. So in the past, I've had, you know, many projects and things like that going into the new year. And so what I'm doing, um, kind of the reverse of that going into 2018 is my big focus is going to be um, twofold. So the majority of my clients are mid-level to executive career women. So going into 2018, in fact, I'm in the middle of launching um, an executive sisterhood mastermind, which is my, my new program to be able to support leaders and executives at a, at a higher level. Because in my experience with coaching executives, this is an area that many of them have um, said to me that is kind of lacking and they feel like it would just um, be so beneficial to them to have that additional level of support because oftentimes when especially as they get up in these leadership um, roles they don't necessarily have um, peers or people that they can um, you know lean on and and things like that so I've created this executive sisterhood mastermind uh, to be able to support these executive women and women in leadership positions so that they can all come together and um, create this incredibly strong powerful um, support network to be able to you know just um, navigate whatever challenges they have or even a network with each other, whatever it is, um, to, so that they have that as a resource. So that's going to be one of my big focuses for next year. And, um, and in addition to that, I'm also going to be uh, launching another program called the Career Success Lab, which helps um, women land multiple high-paying job offers within 30 days. So those are going into 2018. That's going to be uh, the majority of my focus in addition to a membership program that I'm going to be launching, uh, but that's only in the second half of next year. So um, business-wise, that's really uh, my focus going into uh, 2018. And then as far as uh, where I'm going to be physically, so we'll be in Malaysia until at least February, um, possibly into April. Um, I'm not 100% um, sure yet, but that's pretty much our plan for right now. The next step may be um, to go to the south of Spain, or we may go back um, to Dallas for a while. So, yeah, that's a little bit up in the air, but for now, for the next few months at least, we will be in Malaysia. Well, and sometimes the fun of the journey is just not knowing how everything is going to flow or or come to fruition. So it, it's certainly something. So I, I wish you all the best, and I want to thank you so much for uh, spending time with me tonight on the Changebook Radio Show and would love to keep in touch. And there are already a couple of authors who have come to mind that I feel have some synergy with you and the business that you're also doing. So I will make some introductions for you. So all the best for the end of 2017, Sharissa, and let's keep in touch and keep being the phenomenal, phenomenal success coach that you are. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much, Deb. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you uh, today and I look forward to staying in touch and I hope you have a wonderful uh, year end and holiday season and uh, I'll definitely be in touch soon as well. That's wonderful. Thanks so much and have a great night. Take care. Just an exciting interview with Sharissa Sebastian and to hear that she is from Texas and is currently across the world in Malaysia with her success coach,
career and business and just continuing to further and become a better entrepreneur for ambitious women. So I want to thank you for tuning into the Change Book Radio Show tonight. And I would just like to once again thank our episode sponsor, Diane Curran from themarketingdeal.com. And Diane has on her website a three free time mastery quick start guide. And it's a limited offer for an online course. So visit her at www.themarketingdeal.com. She is also on Twitter. Her Twitter handle is at WowDianeCuran. So thanks for tuning in to the Changebook Radio Show. This is your host, Deb Crow, and I will be back with you next week on Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on December the 13th. Have a great night and take care. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.